Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of the Breaking Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gregg, and today I'm excited to be interviewing Jackson Pitcher of Pitcher Excavation. Is that right, Jackson? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay, so uh, Jackson, we're glad to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Um, let's dive right into it. Uh, tell us a little bit about your business. How'd you get started? Um, how'd you get into excavation? And and what are you up to these days? Sure. So obviously everybody knows uh, a couple of years back we had a pandemic due to COVID-19. During that time, I was a sophomore in high school, uh, about 15 going on 16. So we were were stuck at home. I wasn't going to school, so I had a ton of time just around the house. I really got into watching YouTube videos on just mowing lawns, stuff like that. So I decided to go out and go out my house and just you know start picking stuff up and see what i could do um then as then as the pandemic started to cool down everybody started to get a little bit more comfortable with having people around again um i went to home depot and i picked up a toro um just self-propelled push mower and i started asking around hey does anybody need their lawn mode all this stuff so it actually went pretty well within I'd, I'd say within the first two months I was I was doing you know 10 yards bi-weekly which as a young young guy just starting out I was super excited about that I had a couple hundred dollar lawnmower and then I uh, went to Home Depot again to buy myself an $80 whatever the Home Depot brand is I think it's a home light um, weed whacker oh yeah so uh at that time i was doing like 10 yards every two weeks i was stoked about that um and i actually had my buddy help me his name was matt um so i had my permit i was able to save up a knife uh enough money to buy myself a used truck and we would load everything up i had my mom sit in the passenger seat and i drive to different job sites and she was nice enough to sit there for however long it took for us to mow that lawn and then go to the next with us. Um, when I turned 16, able to get my license. Um, and then I was finally back in school. So school obviously shut it down a little bit, but I was able to right after school, after sports practice, go, go into more lawns. And at that time I was probably doing more like 20, 25, every week instead of every two weeks and i was still using the same push mower as time progressed um, I, I started dating this girl whose um uncle actually owned a landscape company who was pretty pretty big in my state um so you know i after getting into a little bit i asked him for some tips and advice on everything teach me how to do the, this and that here and there he does a ton of stuff retaining walls patios all that so i told him that i'd work for him for free and just in exchange for his knowledge you know um when i turned 17 that's really when i got super into it you know i went all official i registered with the state i was advertising hardcore um, and trying to pick up more and more jobs and really when i took off was um my junior year summer going into senior year i got my first 
big job, which was for a patio or a really large patio. And at that time I had no clue how to do any pricing or anything like that. So I actually remember I only charged $2,800 to do this like 600, 700 square foot patio that took me almost a week to do. Um, and that, that was awesome. So I was into the landscaping and everything and that's when I started to take off and I learned a little bit more about pricing and all that. Um, but after about six or seven months of doing that, I, I got made friends with somebody named Eli who owns an excavation and landscape company. And I started to help him out on some stuff uh, on the side just to get a little bit more knowledge. He does stuff like uh, septic tanks, leach fields, and just house prep, all that stuff. So I, I tried to get a little bit of knowledge from him. And after doing that for about eight months, um, I decided to change uh, my unofficial official business, if you want to call it that, um, into an excavation type of deal. So I did that. Uh, when did I do all that? I, I, I'm going on probably a year completely into excavation and, you know, it definitely some struggles and everything like that. When you're starting off young with, you could say almost no experience, but it, it has been great. Um, at this point, I'm mostly just excavation. I, I mow lawns on um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. I do 36 lawns a week. Um, and about 10 of them are bi-weekly. 36 so, lawns a week. It's a lot, yeah. of, it's a lot of grass. <laughs> yeah, but, and I try and do that all on Wednesdays, but sometimes it goes into a Thursday if we if we're getting rain. And in Maine, we've been getting an absurd amount of rain this year, so uh, it has been a little bit of a challenge on that aspect of things. Um, but other than that, um, Monday through Saturday, besides Wednesday, I'm doing just strictly excavation and uh, a little bit of hardscape here and there. But that's that's really where I want to be at is just in a couple of years i want to be all excavation and i want to get rid of the whole landscape side of things but right now landscaping mowing lawn stuff like that it's a it's a great way to fill in that extra day yeah it's consistent too right i mean the grass grows every week so you can yeah you exactly can go on and exactly. keep a bit of money coming in when you're not busy you yeah. are probably the third person i've interviewed who started out with mowing lawns Yep. Was yep. it well, was it, it like is, your intention from the beginning to get into excavating, or did you just kind of, as you worked your way into building the patio uh, or whatever that first job was you had, you just kind of realized that you had to get some equipment if you wanted to take bigger jobs and make more money? Well, no, so it definitely wasn't. I wasn't even my intention, you know, to have an actual business. Um, so I, I just liked being outside and everything. I've always loved being outside. I could never deal with just staying inside all day. Um, so I figured why not make some money while playing outside, you know? Um, so I like doing all that. And, um, I, as time progressed, I, I got that patio job from somebody who I mowed, I mowed their lawn and they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, well, I've never done it before. So there's a chance that it's not going to come out good at all. But, um, so I took that chance and we actually, 
rented this backhoe on a tractor. Um, I can't remember exactly what it cost, something like $200 a day. So we rented like a, the back. Like a farm tractor with a, with yeah, a hoe? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's what we used to dig it out and get the base in there and everything. And basically this knowledge came from a couple weeks of helping out um, somebody else and just a lot of YouTube. <laughs> so mm. at, at that point, after using that backhoe, obviously it's not on the same level as actually sitting in an excavator, but I was like, this is awesome. So I, I realized that that's something that I've got to get get into and i had always loved as growing up i've always loved the big equipment and, and all that so it's like why not try it out i'm young so this is my chance oh for sure and and they're not bad we've got a little farm hoe at my place here i, I call it the farm hoe it's a yanmar cbl 40 yep. kind of a like you can put a three-point hitch on it or it's got a backhoe attachment they're not bad you can... no a they're, bit, uh, they're short definitely a not yeah, but yeah, not, yeah they are. not bad for, for doing small jobs. I, I buried a horse with it, uh, no. I don't know, two, three months ago, and I had to reposition myself about 16 times to get the hole big enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And it's always going forward, backwards, turning, especially in tight spots there. But, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's what gets you started, you know. But so do you at, still at this... have that that first mower, that Toro? You still got it? Oh yeah, I still have it. Yep. Um, I don't, I barely use it anymore. I, I, my brother's trying to start off the same thing. He's 15. So I gave him that mower just cause like, I, I mean, you can, it's kind of silly, but you know, it has a little bit of sentimental value. It's what got everything started. So I kind of wanted to just give it to him and he gets started off the same way that I did. Nice. I, uh, I bought a Toro mower from Home Depot, just like you when I was quite young i was mowing yeah. lawns and there's supposed to be a sticker on them that says this doesn't have any oil in it you got to fill oil up when you get it back to your place so <laughs> it, yeah. had, it had come off somebody had taken the tag off so i took the thing home i fired it up and i i mowed about 16 feet of grass and the thing seized up solid <laughs> oh, oh, that's not fun. Uh, the, the lessons we learned <laughs> Yeah. So you started fairly young. So 15 yes. during the pandemic, you are now 19 this year. Is that right? I'll be 19 in a month. Okay. So you've got a profitable business at 19. You've been in business for a few years. Like yep. that's really impressive to be out the gate that young and know what you want to do. Um, Thanks. Yep. Yeah. That's a big deal. So you kind of touched on this, but uh, I want to talk about how you got your first jobs. So it sounds sure. like the mowing thing was kind of um, a different type of work. So maybe touch on how you got your mowing jobs and then how you started to get into excavation when you got your first machine and, and how you're getting that sort of work. Yeah, of course. So how I got my first one is, well, I, I live in uh, central Maine. So I'm out here in the sticks. The closest store to me is a butcher shop about 10 minutes away. Nice. Um, so I had to drive about 25 minutes into town and at, I just had my mom drop me off at one corner of the block and I knock on every single door. And for every 50 houses that I knocked on, I probably got two people considering me out of that. Um, really? Yeah. 
So, people just love cutting grass down there or what? I guess so. <laughs> if if a 15-year-old came to my door and offered to mow my lawn, I'd put him to work for half a day. I got about an acre of grass. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you think, but yeah, so uh so that's that's how I started doing that. Um and then you know, as time progresses, people people talk. So they're somebody's looking for a lawn to be mowed or somebody's going on vacation for two weeks and they don't want their grass to get high. So, um, word just spread. And that's how it was for about my first year. I was, I had to ask people for the work, but then going on my second and third year and then now they're calling. Um, obviously I always, when I go and mow a lawn, I know it's something that needs to be done excavation wise. And I suggest it to my client and then we bring then we go on from there some people they want to have it done and other people don't care at all um i guess yeah hey, your garage needs to be torn down nah, i'm not ready for that <laughs> yeah 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 what so. was what was your first machine so you were renting the tractor with the backhoe uh yep. do you have your own equipment now uh, at that point, yes, I had run a little bit of equipment just for my buddy. Uh, he has a John Deere 333 skid steer. Um, but my first piece it was a Kubota KX40 mini excavator. Yeah, Kubota. Oh, yeah, I love them. <laughs> Actually, my first, uh, well, second zero turn is uh, it's what I use now um for most most of my lawns is a Kubota Z724X 54 inch. So I absolutely love that thing. My first first zero turn, I bought it in Massachusetts. I drove like four hours for it. I paid eight hundred dollars for uh, X marked Laser Z with almost four thousand hours on it. Nice. So that that was pretty. But you know, it it wasn't pretty, but that was my first zero turn. So I was stoked about that. Are you brand loyal to Kubota, or do you happen to live near a dealership? Oh, what's happening there? So, no, I'm brand loyal to whoever's going to give me the best price. It just nice. so happened that it's all been <laughs> Kubota so far. So. Nice. So yeah. so now you're now you're getting excavating work. Uh, yes. Is it mostly word of mouth coming in? Or are you advertising? How are you getting your jobs? Um, so, obviously started with that patio, as I mentioned. Um, and then, like I said, just talking to clients when I notice something that needs to be done. And then after I do one job that that gets passed on and that's how it's been from now on. I mean, I post pictures on Facebook. I started a Facebook page for the business and I post my work on there. Um, and the calls just come, you know. Nice. That's so. picture excavation and landscape. Okay. Yeah. You're with the green Dodge there. Oh, cool. Yep. Yep. So that was actually my first dump truck, which, um, that, that was amazing. I, I sold my personal vehicle to be able to afford that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I was able to save up enough money again to get myself another personal vehicle, but I was daily driving a dump truck for about two months. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> I absolutely loved the truck. So, and so all your work is coming in word of mouth from, uh, from mowing customers and people passing on your number, that type of thing. Yep. Yep. I don't, um, I don't pay for any advertising. I mean, I have business cards that I, I used to work at a gas station. So they let me put my business cards there. Um, 
business cards and words of mouth, word of mouth and a little bit of Facebook. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's funny that that seems to work so well for some people. You see a lot of guys asking online about how they get work and, you know, how can I get more jobs coming in? And, and then some people are just thriving on word of mouth and a bit of Facebook. And I don't know, it's just interesting to me. I guess it depends a lot on the area too, right? And, and how much competition there is and probably there's a lot of factors there. Yeah, definitely. And um, so I live in a fairly small town. It's actually funny. I have a TNT landscape there up at the top of my road, D and D landscape and maintenance right at the bottom of my road. And my neighbor owns S and R landscape and plowing. So there's four landscape companies within a mile radius from me and we're all doing great. Interesting. And none of you are very creative when it comes to, uh, names. No, I guess not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right on. Um, so are you working alone now or do you have, uh, have you got any employees? So I started off alone and, uh, now I have, uh, right now three employees. I did have four, but, um, he just left, uh, last week, two weeks ago. So at this point I have three employees, one's full-time and two are part-time while they're in college. That's pretty impressive. Four, three or four employees. I mean, that's that's a getting to be a you know a reasonably uh, sizable operation. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you've kind of come from mowing lawns. You're digging now. You've got equipment. Um, yep. What do you think are the key things that have helped you get where you are now? Um, that have helped you grow to the point where you have employees and steady work coming in. So, I mean, I guess what my advice would be is you just start off small and be proud of your work. Um, don't try, obviously try and make a profit and keep time in mind, but you also have to be willing to lose money on some jobs and to still keep that, um, that, that good word about yourself and, and stay honest and humble about it all. Um, and that, and then my advice on all the equipment and stuff like that is um just try and save up as much cash as you can to try and buy your first piece with cash i don't recommend anybody getting into debt and like uh, especially this type of uh work obviously the equipment isn't cheap so rent it until you can own it right out you know um because i i see guys all the time getting fifty thousand sixty thousand dollars into debt trying to start out a company and they're not getting any of the work to pay for that machine. Um, so, so my advice would just be to rent it until you can own it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. And, and you can't even get much of a machine for 50 or 60 grand now. Getting close oh, to a hundred. No, definitely not. What are you getting for 50 grand? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's, no, it's, definitely. It's, yeah. It's nuts how expensive equipment is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I, I so look at it on Facebook Marketplace all the time, and there's three-year-old skid steers with 5,000 hours on them going for $30,000 more than they were brand new. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And uh, it might even be worse where I am because I live on an island, and there's just a you know only a limited amount of equipment to be had. Oh, yes. get a yeah. If you want to go buy something from anywhere else. <laughs> 
Um, so how are you dealing with estimating and bidding? Um, how are you, you know, you, you get a job, somebody says, I, whatever, I need this whole dug wall built, whatever it happens to be. Um, do you have software that you're using? Are you outsourcing that? Uh, what are you doing with uh, estimating and bidding? So for all that, and right now it actually hasn't been too hard because we've had so much rain where I am that the roads have been washing out left and right. So this summer that's been, I'd say probably about 80% of my work has just been fixing washed out roads and driveways. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm when I get a call, I just go there. I, I figure out how many hours it's going to take myself and one other person like how long we're going to be there, how much I charge for the equipment each day. I factor in pricing. Um, and then I, I normally charge, uh, I, what's the word? I mark up material about 50%. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't use any software or anything like that. I just do it myself. Um, I've, I've noticed that's the best way for me to do it. And it, helps me keep better track of the numbers and everything like that. Hmm. Interesting. So you, you basically, do you run a daily charge or uh, by the hour or, or do you, do you try to bid the job uh, at a fixed rate? No, I, I like to do it at a fixed rate just because I noticed me and my crew that we work fairly fast. So if we were doing it by the hour, we, we wouldn't make much money. Yeah. I, I don't like the idea of working by the hour because it, it kind of penalizes people who are good at things, you know, like the, the longer you've been in an industry, the faster you work and the better work you do in a shorter time. So billing by the hour just seems illogical to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, I feel that exact same way. Yeah. So you got lots of washout work. Um, what, what have been your biggest challenges getting to where you are now? Would you say, um, you know, it's been a few years, obviously you must've had some hard times. What have been the toughest things or the biggest struggles that you've gone through? Struggles. Well, I'm, I, I'll say it's, it's definitely looking at the bigger companies and wanting to be where they're at, uh, equipment wise and all that right, right now, you know, but they've, they've been in business for 20, 25 years. Um, so really just holding back from getting into an enormous amount of debt to have all that, to have all the brand new trucks on my fleet, have brand new trailers, all that stuff. Um, I, I'd say that's my, my biggest struggle or it was, I've mm -hmm. come to my senses on it now, but, um, and then work wise, really just when getting a job that you're not sure about, you really, you really do need to be sure. And you have to be able to say, no, I, I don't think that I can do that. Um, so that, that, that part was definitely something that I needed to learn is to be able to say no. Like, mm -hmm. I really, I really would like to be able to do this, but I'm not comfortable with it right now. And I'm worried that I'm going to mess something up. So let me give you the number to this person who has more experience. I'm going to go out and keep on working, get a little bit more experience. And then in a couple of years, hopefully I'll be able to do this. That's huge. You don't hear a lot of that. You don't hear about people um, kind of recognizing their limitations and sticking within them, you know, especially with uh, the way things are right now with hustle culture, it's go, 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 get the work, get the work. And yeah, uh, I, I respect that. I mean, the, the worst situation you can find yourself in is probably taking on a job 
and getting, you know, a mile over your head on the job and then you're trying to work backwards, right? Like I just, right. yeah, that's really, that's really cool that you can do that. And I'm definitely not saying, um, to limit yourself to one thing. Um, I'm just, I'm saying just don't, don't put yourself into so much that you can't get out of it. You know, um, I was asked to do a concrete job and I had never done concrete again. Um, but yesterday, actually, I had the opportunity to work with a concrete company and they asked me when I wanted to get paid in an exchange. I said that I'd work for free. I just want knowledge on it. I want to be told what to do. I want to be told how it's done and all that stuff. Um, so really what I found with that stuff is that it's it doesn't always have to be about the money. Um, you could, you can trade your time for somebody else's knowledge. Um, and, and that's how I've gotten all my experience. I don't have any schooling on it or official schooling on any of it. I've just traded my time for other people's experience. And that's, that's how I've gotten my experience. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's, um, it's a good way to learn, right? I mean, learning on the job is, is some people need to do that. It's hard to, it's hard to learn how to do concrete from a book, you know, or even watching yeah. YouTube, you kind of got to get down there and just do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm going to say after, after a couple of days of doing it, it's not very fun, but <laughs> no, no, it's uh it is hard work. There's no getting oh, around yeah. that. Oh yeah. And I, I have tons of respect for the guys that do it every day. Mm -hmm. So, Jackson, what are you looking to accomplish in ten years? Where do you, where do you see yourself uh, with your business in in ten years' time? You've accomplished a lot in the last few, uh, just since the pandemic. So, what do you think we're looking at? Twenty thirty four. Where where's uh, where's picture excavating going to be then? By twenty thirty four, huh? <laughs> I actually have thought about this a lot. Where I'd like to be, um, so. Hopefully within the next 10 years, um, I would have branched into another state. So I guess you could call it a franchise company, but it's not really. Um, I, I just want to I want to have one company covering the state of Maine. I want to have one in New Hampshire and then go down the line. Um, so I'm hoping to pass this one into in Maine um, on to my brother once I get it to the point where it's able to run itself, essentially. And then I go out and start out the uh, brand new the same thing in a different state is it easy to just work into a different state I'm, I'm canadian so there's a lot i don't know about the the system down where you are but but can you just you know uh, run a business like if you're registered as a business in uh, vermont or whatever maine can you just go into new hampshire and take on work uh, so I'd, I'd have to register uh, for a new EIN and everything um, like that with the state of New Hampshire. So okay. I, I would essentially just be starting up a new business with the same name in a different state. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and the, the question I'd like to kind of lead off with, Jackson, is what would you tell somebody who's starting out right now? Um, there's always a lot of people out there thinking about getting into this kind of business. What would you say to somebody who's just sort of thinking about starting out or just, just got their business name and, and is just fresh on the ground right now? Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you're thinking about starting out, 
my advice is to stop thinking and just do it. Because if you think about everything that's going to go wrong, then I promise you that you're never going to actually do it. Um, so being self-employed in any field at all is definitely a risk. I mean, you run into that risk of, of I, I might not be working. I might not have any money coming in at all. And it's, it's going to take a lot of hard work and determination to get to the point where where you, you feel satisfied and it, you're probably never going to feel satisfied with uh, what you're doing because you're always going to want to chase more. But w- what my advice would be is to just put in your all and um, understand that starting out, you're going to have to give it your everything. You're, you're not going to be able to pay yourself for quite a while. Um, I, I would recommend putting all your money into a business account and stacking that up before you pay yourself. Um, that, that worked out best for me. I didn't pay myself for probably a year and a half and obviously not everybody can do that. I was young and I didn't have any bills, so I was able to. So if you're in the position where you can, I would recommend just pulling all that money into a business account and, yeah, really, you're just going to have to sacrifice a lot of things, but it, it'll totally be worth it in the in the long run. Um, so, yeah. Appreciate that. Um, where can people find you, Jackson? Do you have anywhere you like to be uh, followed online, Instagram, YouTube? Are you doing anything like that? Um, I don't have an Instagram and YouTube. I'm actually, hopefully, I'm going to be headed out to Best Buy tomorrow and go get myself a drone so I can start up a YouTube channel. But um, right now, I'm just on Facebook, uh, Pitcher Excavation and Landscape. Um, and that's that's really all. I have a website. I don't post much on it, um, but it's under the same name. Uh, Pitcher Excavation and Landscape? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, keep an eye out for um, Jackson's YouTube channel. He's going to have a drone, and all the cool shots come from a drone. So uh, check him out <laughs> yeah. on uh, on Facebook. i got his page up here. He's got a pretty active Facebook page, which is great. Uh, Jackson, thank you for being here today. Thanks for sharing uh, some of your experience uh, from starting out super young. Um, appreciate having you on, and, uh, yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you having me.